0: Everybody and welcome. This is the Mazao Talks podcast which is a platform for both knowledge sharing and peer to peer exchange between small and medium scale farmers across Kenya.
1: We feature contributions by farmers, budding farmers, agri food experts as we drive discussions on good agricultural practices as well as business opportunities that are readily available for the youth
0: this podcast is made possible by the european union funded market access upgrade program markup which is implemented by united nations industrial development organization unido and is produced right here at semabox
1: yeah so as we start please remember to like share and subscribe on all our platforms our handle is at markup kenya on twitter instagram as well as facebook for more information about any of the topics we discuss please find us at markup
0: my good name is Jason. I am Sheila. And no matter who you are, you, you can farm. Sheila, can you believe we've come to the season finale?
1: I didn't think it was going to come this, this soon,
0: you know. I think the best thing that has happened for me with uh, this podcast is that it has just shown me how beautiful our country is. I agree. And how we underappreciate our country. Most of the times we just complain. But uh, my favorite part was uh, Taita Veta. It was so beautiful in Mbegoni. Say it again. <laughs> Mbegoni.
1: <laughs> I know you had a bit of trouble saying that, Kajinao. <laughs>
0: You are there,, <laughs> um, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've had a great twelve weeks with you talking all things agribusiness and sharing insights from great research by markup. Um, we've taken a look at different value chains and taken a deep dive into each. It's been an exciting journey with you, and we are so glad that you've been able to join us all this time now, as we as we wrap up the season of Mazao talks, we would like to zoom out a bit. We want to take, a 20,000 feet view and look at what the future holds for farmers and other stakeholders in agribusiness. We are obviously working in times of a global pandemic that has interrupted everything that we once knew. In many ways, the world that we live in today has changed forever and will continue to change. So in light of this, let's look at what the future of agribusiness may look like. And uh, with us, we have a wonderful guest with us. And uh, I'll actually just give her this opportunity to introduce herself.
2: Hi, guys. My name is Winnie Yegon. I'm a food systems analyst working with the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations. And I am happy to be here.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Winnie, for having the time to join us on the podcast. I'd like you to tell us a little more about what you do, and maybe your background and how you got there.
2: So, my background actually started at a very early age. Uh, agriculture for me started when I was in high school. Uh, I did agriculture as an elective. I had an, an option of being art, but they told us for the main exam KCSE, we will be drawing either the hostel or the library or the, the dining hall. And at that time, I could not even draw a pen. So that is how I left (laughs) art. And I went into agriculture because it was either agriculture or French. But also French was a little challenging because I couldn't even understand the questions. I don't know what to write for the answer. So I found myself in agriculture. And as I continued to learn about agriculture, it was really interesting. For me, I like seeing the growth from when you put something in the soil or from when an animal is born and you take care of it until it gets to that point where you know you get food. So while doing agriculture, uh, as I learned more about agriculture, I kept on asking myself why Africa has always been battling this issue of food insecurity. You know, we have have been taught from history that Mm. food and nutrition security is a challenge, that Africa has been facing with high levels of poverty yes so i kept on wondering why we are battling this challenge yet other countries that face diverse uh, extreme weather conditions you know the wind the strong winters and they only have a small window of uh, production probably i think they usually have like four to six months they are the ones that are feeding our country so i used to wonder what can we do to maximize on what we have. We have good soils, we have the right climate, and our people are very hardworking. So how can we improve on our agriculture and ensure that we address the issues of food and nutrition security? So that is the the thought that uh, started my journey in the agriculture sector. So I went ahead and did uh, a degree in agricultural economics and later on a master's uh, where I focused on uh, food and losses. I picked on food waste and losses because we waste approximately 1.3 billion tons of food globally. And when you come to Kenya, we waste approximately 40% of our food. So those two wow. uh, extremes could not sit well in my mind. How can we be wasting food? And at the same time, we are battling food and nutrition security. So that is why I decided to do a bit more research into post-harvest losses to identify what the gaps are and, and mm-hmm. how we can on how we manage the food we have because I believe if we manage the food we have well, we can move strides, great strides into improving and ensuring that the investments we put into the sector reflect on food and nutrition security in the country. So that is a a bit of my journey in the agriculture sector in a nutshell.
1: Okay, Winnie. Um, I'm, I'm aware that you're a food system specialist. I wanted you to maybe give us a brief of how the industry and the sector has been from the time you joined it up until now. What changes have you seen? What growth has there been? What gap is there? Maybe you could take us through that.
2: Uh, uh, In my own perspective, I can say the agriculture sector has really changed. Uh, Previously, when you spoke of agriculture, uh, the mind went straight to the farm. But more and more, as we engage with the youth, as we engage with other sectors, we are starting to see other players come into agriculture. The interest into agriculture is changing. And with the interest in agriculture changing, we are seeing different skills being identified, different skills being enhanced. I know we have a very long way to go, but uh, so far I feel like we are on the right uh, trajectory and uh, this is in particular to the perception of what agriculture is agriculture has evolved from being just a production focused activity uh, recently in the in the last couple of years we've introduced the cap, the concept of value chains where we work with the farmers we work with the processors the traders the transporters and now recently we are introducing the food systems you may be aware and here the dialogues going on in the country about the food systems there's the united nations food system summit coming up we are having the, the agrf uh, summit going on right now and the discussion is evolving with the when when we refer to agriculture we are trying to see how do we improve on our partnerships how do we improve on our collaboration because we cannot work as a silo so The agriculture has started interacting with these other key stakeholders from environment, from trade, from industrialization, because we realize we need partnerships, both within the government, the government with the private sector, and also with other development partners. So the agriculture sector, I would say, is evolving in terms of who we are working with within the sector. We are shifting from working as agriculture in a silo to working with. With, the, with working as a collaborative effort.
0: You know, the fact that uh, one of the facts that you've stated that has really stuck with me is the fact that we are losing up to 40% of our food in, post lo- in post-harvest losses. Um, I mean, if you practically uh, think about it, if I harvest 100 bags, 40 of those will go to waste. What would you say we are doing wrong? Because that's a very high number.
2: Yes, indeed. It is a high number. And uh, you know, when you talk of the 40%, like you said, you're out of 100 bags, you're looking at uh, losing 40 bags.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: But when we calculate uh, the real value of uh, post-harvest losses, we also include the cost of production. So we look okay. at the cost of the land, the cost of the resources that went into to the production. So you look at the water, the soil, the okay. labor, the fertilizer, the seeds. Uh, mm. We also at all the activities that went into pre-production. So if you're looking at uh, cereals, you're looking at the threshing, the winnowing, and all these other activities. So when you you add it all up, it goes beyond just the 40 bags of produce that you're wasting. So I would say in terms of uh, uh, what we are doing wrong, it, it 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 it's not just a, at one stage it is it is a systemic challenge so we have factors that contribute to these losses at production we have factors that contribute uh, post harvest as you're handling the produce between harvesting and getting it to the market the transport how you're packaging the produce how how quick you're able to access uh, the market, whether you have uh, adequate storage, and also in the market, how the produce is being handled. So there are various factors that contribute to this uh, post-harvest losses that uh, happen uh, across the value chain. But most of it happens actually at the farm. We have uh, have, uh, high levels of waste at the farm. And the the interesting bit is that this waste, that these losses, that occur at the farm are related to uh, challenges that the farmers face in accessing markets. So you would find the produce is ready. When you, We all know when it comes to agricultural produce, they are very highly perishable. So when produce is ready, it's ready. So if you're not able to get your market quickly and if you don't have the right uh,
0: storage facilities, then your produce will go to waste. Thank you for that. I appreciate that you've worked in agriculture for a very long time. Um, starting from from high school and what you've told us. So you've probably seen the industry or or agriculture, you know, for for, over a period of time. What what would you say um, the future of food looks like? The future of food
2: is bright. I I am happy that uh, the conversation has started. It has been happening. But uh, more and more interest is being channeled to this agriculture sector. We are having investors the the amount of investment into the agriculture sector i can say is improving especially from the private sector people will always need food and the demand for food is only going to get higher because of urbanization because of uh, different uh, nutrition and diet patterns happening the demand for food is increasing our population is growing so we will need food to feed the growing population. So i would say the the future is bright and uh, I, I, I would like to invite more people into the sector to see how we can work together. So even as the future, even as the discussion continues to evolve, we really need to bring in the different players. You know, as an agricultural economist, I probably have expertise, knowledge when it comes to the economics of production and trade. But I also need experts uh, from the digital world to come and help us develop platforms. We need uh, experts in communication to help us tailor our messages better to attract uh, more youth. We need uh, experts from uh, industrialization. You know, when we are talking of construction of uh, markets, you're talking of construction of roads. We are talking of construction of storage uh, facilities. when we are talking about uh, nutrition and health, we need people from the health sector. We need the doctors and the nutritionists to come and tell us how to improve on our diets. And all these players, if you look at it, they are all addressing the issues around food. So we need to have these conversations uh, as a system. We need to invite all the key uh, system players together so that we can maximize on the different expertise that we have within our food system to a better transformation. Even the issue of our post-harvest losses. If we're able to uh, have conversations with the uh, with the ministries and the sectors that are involved in uh, planning and development, you know, when they are constructing the roads, they need to consult the farmers to know which roads are needed. When they're constructing the market where is the best place to uh, place uh, these markets. Because sometimes you find in a road there is a market, then a few metres down the road we have people selling outside. So we need to understand what the gaps are and uh, how to address these gaps. And the only way we can do this is having a systems approach where we bring in all the relevant and the key stakeholders together to address uh, the challenges within the system.
1: In terms of the future of food um do you feel things like technology can be used to reduce wastage of produce yes 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 uh, indeed
2: technology could be a great driver of addressing uh challenges within the sector one of the key challenge we are facing is uh the 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 poor coordination you know we have different actors within the system but we need a sort of coordination mechanism, and I believe technology, especially like I had mentioned, digital platforms that can help us coordinate uh, the actors and also information. There's a lot of information asymmetry, and through digitalization, I feel like we can uh, link the 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 end users with the information that is uh, required. A good example is access to markets. If we we uh, equip our value chain actors, from the farmers to the traders, on how to utilize information. Because sometimes, like, you meant, like I mentioned, you have a producer who has a produce, the produce is ready, but they don't have market. So we, through technology, we can link the demand to the supply. A, sub, a good example is, is a, there's a platform on Facebook that links supply uh, producers to end consumers you know how do we bring bridge the gap between the value chain actors and i believe that digital platforms a good example is the the mobile phones how do we use the mobile phones how do we develop apps that can better link the food system actors so i believe the digitalization is the way to go and we to really enhance on our on our actions within the value chain and not just even our actions even production production has started to shift. We need uh, to be smart, smart agriculture. You know, with issues such as land and climate change, they're all affecting traditional ways of production. So we will need to really work well with uh, experts in uh, the digital world to give us insights on how we can improve on our actions and our activities within the value chain.
0: Uh, Thank you. And now for our final question. This is uh, something that we like to ask our guests just to pick their brain. Um, so with all the information that you have, assuming or imagine I gave you $1 million in cash, where in the food chain would you, uh, would you invest and why? Or if I, if I gave you $1 million to invest in agribusiness, where would you invest?
2: I would put it in uh, value addition. Oh, you want a, a very deep answer?
0: Yeah, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> value addition for which 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 crop maybe or um, what exactly in terms of value addition? Is it the... Uh, tell me more. Addition
2: and the, the crop that comes to mind is tomatoes. When we produce tomatoes in the country, by the time the production cycle is ending, we have an abundance of tomatoes. But -hmm. the thing with tomatoes is once they're ripe, they're ripe. So if you don't add value to them, you will lose all your tomatoes. And tomatoes are the easiest, in my opinion, to process. You can either sand dry them, you can make tomato paste, you can make ketchup, you can make make so many different end commodities out of just one tomato. So I would put it in processing of tomatoes and add value to tomatoes. And you know, once you add the value of, of tomatoes, you increase the shelf life for several months or even up yeah. to a year, just by transforming the the tomato, the the, I, I, the transforming the tomato from what it is as a product. To either a dry tomato, people eat dry tomatoes, especially, I know it is very popular in Italian dishes. You know how they have the sun-dried tomatoes Ah, with their pasta or with the salad, or you can even make uh, tomato ketchup, or you can make Mm. tomato sauce. So you see, there there are very many uh, products that you can develop from just the tomato. And that is just one product. You know, thinking of things like uh, French beans, you can uh, process them, things like bananas. You can turn the banana into flour. So I would, I would put the money into processing, value addition of our raw
0: products. Oh, wow. Thank you. So, in closing, I'm going to tell you a tomato joke. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Mama, Mama Tomato was working with Baby Tomato. But since they were walking a long distance, Baby Tomato started uh, lagging behind. What did Mama Tomato say to Baby Tomato? up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. I would have never gotten that one. Oh, my God. That's a good one. <laughs> thank you so much. It's been great. It's been insightful talking to you.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, thank you. Thank you for your time.
1: Thank
2: you for having me, and I look forward to having more of these discussions in the future.
0: For this week and sadly for this season hopefully there will be a season two
1: I'm crossing my fingers that we uh, have
0: one everything is clenched anyway we would just want to give a special thanks to all our partners UNIDO uh, the EU supported uh, program Markup, who have made this possible and of course the team here at box you guys are amazing please remember to like share and subscribe and for more information about any of the topics we discuss you can find us At markupkenya.org. That's markupkenya.org. And you can connect with us on our socials. We are at markupkenya. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and also on Facebook. And you can find all these links and the handles in the episode notes in the description. Wishing you a great week. And remember, no matter who you are, you You can farm. farm.